Hey guys, this is Anthony Nelson, and I've got Kristen here, and welcome to Heard It in the Lobby, Church 724's podcast, and today we have with us one very special guest. This is Nathan Zoon. Nathan Zoon is uh, a, a recent addition to the church family, uh, but we have a limited amount of time with him. But he has also become a, a special part of the church family. Wouldn't you agree? Yes. We are very happy to have you here. It's been so nice getting to know you. We're sorry our time is limited, but we're anxious to hear your story today. Well, thank you so much. And I'm, I've personally been greatly blessed with what God's done through this church as well. So I greatly appreciate that as well. Very cool. Well, hey, listen, I, I think we owe it to the church for you to give us a little bit of your background. How is it that you ended up in Idaho of all places? <laughs> That's it. I love that because the place that I lived before here in Idaho, or the place that I worked was a place called Klamath Falls in Oregon. And before I even came to Klamath Falls, I, I sensed in my heart, like there was something, it was, it was like, God was saying, that is a really beautiful place almost. And I had a sense deep down, is like, you're going to live here someday. This was, this was before I even lived there. And so I, so you, you had that feeling about... About here as well. Treasure so, Valley. Yes, okay. about here in Boise. So that happened there, and I went to Clown, and that ended up happening. I'm like, wow, I didn't even... And then it was him. So then I came back, before I moved here, I came down to the Boise area, the Boise Metro, and I had that same exact feeling. There's like the, this voice in my heart saying you're going to live here someday. It's, it's almost like a whisper. You're going to live here someday. I'm like, I've heard that before, and I know what's going to happen. And of course, it ends up happening. So it's, it's how God speaks. Like the intimacy God has is, is awesome, Wouldn't, more valuable than anything else. Uh, I, yeah, we agree. Uh, so what, what brought you to uh, the Boise metro area to visit? What? Well, so I do have... Uh, two siblings here in this area. But the reason I moved down here is because I got a job at a Christian school called Trellis Christian Academy, which merged with a different school than I'm at now. And so that's what brought me down here is the job at the Christian school. So what are you teaching at the school right now? Social studies. Okay. And what yes. grade? For right, right now it's six through 10 because we only go up to 10 and then next year it's 11. And then the year after that we'll have K through 12. So Okay, that's a big jump. Yes. Yeah. Do you have a favorite grade that you teach? Um, I, I wouldn't say so. I, I, I love the kids to death. I just absolutely love the kids. And now they're all different. Sixth grade is very, very different from 10th grade. <laughs> um, and there's, there, there's good things in both. I do like, I do like, because originally in Klamath Falls, I was a high school teacher. I was, I was nine through 12. Through twelve at Klamath Falls, and okay. I, I would I would consider myself like primarily a high school high school minded teacher, and so I do enjoy it. But but I I love the middle school kids as well very much. Okay, so you're not staying a teacher. There's big changes on the horizon here. Correct. Yeah. Yes. Do you want to go ahead and expand on that? Or? Yes. So I have recently been uh, called and been accepted through through. Uh, Assemblies of God World Missions at a missionary in Austria who has a number of churches, more than 40 churches, I believe, in Western Austria. And so I got a hold of him and I Zoomed him 
on on the Zoom call, and after that Zoom meeting, he said, "Come on up, we want you." And I felt like this is where this is where God is leading. This is where I'm gonna go. So I put through it, and just recently, like the paperwork and all of that has been accepted. So now I'm ready to. As soon as I have the the budget met and all that, then I'm good to go. So that's amazing. Um, so y- when did you come here to this church? Uh, a few months ago, I think. What was it? September, something like that. Okay. Uh, yeah. How did you? How'd you end up here? Out of all the churches in the valley, I went to a number of churches uh, before this one. I'm looking because it's not. It's not really like which church is the best worship, which church is the best, you know, uh, leadership team. Which like it's not. It's about you just feel it in your heart. Like it's a spiritual thing. God puts you in this congregation and this congregation. And I've been to a number of churches. And of course, you know, there's love the people of God, interact with them and everything. But there wasn't ever, there wasn't that, the little click. It was just a little click. And it's nothing like they had this or this. It was, it's, a, it's a supernatural click until I came here and then I felt it. So, okay, there it is. Like, that's it. Oh, that's interesting. There are, uh, I, I'm surprised by how many great churches there are mm-hmm. in the Treasure yes. Valley. And, uh, you know, in the outlying communities, uh, in addition to that. Um, so you came here, uh, you became a member and it was just shortly after that, that you, you entered into the application process with the assemblies of God Mm -hmm. to join the, you know, the, the missionaries in, uh, Austria, Mm -hmm. which is, I mean, it moved along fast. Yes. I mean, I suppose part, part of our curiosity and, and maybe, maybe even within our church is, um, was this a, like a latent call on your life to missions? So, yeah. So when I first came here, I didn't have, this is what I did have. And I've had this actually for six months ish, I guess, a year, whatever. There's like this, there's like a fire. Jeremiah says that, that I tried to keep your word, but I couldn't because it was shut up in my bones like a fire, he says. And there was like, there's this fire that says like, go, God is just saying, like, go, go. Okay, well, go where? God, like, tell me where you want me to go. And just like, nothing, nothing. It's just like, go, go, go. So, like, this is fire. I have to go. I have to go serve God. Exactly what that is or what that is is all. I don't know, but I just have to go and go and go. And when I came here, I still didn't know. I didn't have, what I did know is that God is calling me. Like, I have to go. It's like, I'm going to die if I don't. And so... Soon after I came here is when I was actually talking to someone else after a church service and and the the uh, Assemblies of God ministry thing that I didn't even know about. I didn't even know it existed. It came up. So I'm like, I got in, you know, looked it up and said, OK, well, and that that's when I ended up getting hold of of uh, the lady I got a hold with. And then I talked to the guy in Austria and he says, let's go. And then it's like, this is it. This is it. This is it. So now onward serve the Lord. Okay, so so there uh, there was something brewing in mm-hmm. the last six months or yes. so, and then um, you get turned on to a little little piece of information that is is what it is within the fellowship. It's a avenue to uh, get people to um, fulfill the calling on their life, and um, so that's interesting to me because I 
it's 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 fun to hear how those pieces fit yes. together and yes. how it, in real time God was sliding one piece into your lap, and you were seeing how that fit together and you know uh, applying wisdom as well as being sensitive to the leading of the Holy Spirit. Um, well, uh, you know the the thing that I find impress you know not to toot your horn or anything, but uh, you, you're very sensitive to the Holy Spirit and. And that's one of the things that we we really do value and like about you for sure. Um, but I would be curious to know: um, are there um, are there challenges that you're facing right now as you're moving forward? So, from my perspective, and again, because Jesus says I can't do anything unless I see my Father do it, or I don't say anything unless I say my Father do it. So I'm constantly aligning myself with God, like, no, I am as you are, I'm going to do what you do, and I'm going to not do what you don't do, and so forth like that. From my personal feeling, it moving is moving too slow, like, because uh, God, oh, sure, like sure. I said, there's a yeah. fire, okay, there's a fire that literally, there's this fire, like, I'm going to die, I'm going to burn up and die if this doesn't happen, and so we're like, let's go, and so when I feel the conviction of God's call on something, like whether it's, and maybe it's not just like, you know, go to the mission field or whatever. It's just, you know, go pray for this person on the street or whatever. God's called me to this. God is going to come and work a miraculous sign in this. I am about to see God's work. Just go do it. Like, do it now. Now. Do it now. And so, like, like that's this is the feeling in my bones. And that's just, that's how I personally am. However, of course, it's all about God. I don't do anything. I can't do anything. It's him that is working. So it's it's about, can I, and of course this applies to all of God's kids, can you align yourself with what God is doing so that what you do is what God is doing, and then that's where the power is, and that's where the glory comes from. It's not like you're going to go do something great from God. God doesn't need you to do anything from him. What he needs you to do is love him and accomplish the work that he's put in you. And so that's, that's sort of, and I know that that's happening. I know that that's happening, and I'm resting in it. But yeah, personally, that's how I feel about it is, get it, like, let's, let's do this, but... I think that that tension in between wanting to go do it now and and feeling the fire in the bones, so yeah. to speak, I I think I think we should all be able to relate to that. I think people who are uh, in that spot where they believe and they understand that there's a calling into kind of a vocational uh, ministry, they uh, they can resonate with that. But I think that's something we should all feel. Something we should all um, you know, have growing within us. We want to go do this thing yes. for the Lord. Yes. There's this desire, vision, dream. You could call it whatever you want to call it, but it's it's the Holy Spirit instigating within a person. That's difficult, yeah, to live in the tension. Somebody should preach a message on that, living in the tension of the calling. So you mentioned you were connected with someone in Austria. Is there a specific ministry you're going to to serve with, or is there a team you're going to help, or are you just going on your own? Yes. So there's there is a it's a church planting, church building ministry. Um, a, a missionary, Mike Clark, who had like I mentioned, he has all these churches in Austria, and he's the one that invited me to come on. So yes, he has a team that he's building, like building these churches um, in in Austria that. He invited me. He's gonna 
serve, I'll, I'll help him serve under him. Yeah. Wow. So will you get to do, do you know your specific role yet or just filling in as needed? And yeah, uh, ministry, learning the language and he's going to put me on the, uh, the, the worship ministry oh. is, is, is what it's looking like. So very yeah. good. What's your instrument or voice? Drum, drums. Drums. Yeah. Very good. Okay. Hold on. Uh, we, <laughs> <laughs> we've had a drummer in our midst and we, we didn't put you to work. <laughs> The real reason God's sending you to Austria, we didn't take advantage of uh, the giftings there. Just kidding. That's a, that's a poor joke. But well, the 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 calling and the works of God are are a lot of times behind the scenes. Like is is not necessarily in the sermon notes, so to speak, it, or you know, in this is what's supposed to happen. But God just comes and works as as people step out in faith and follow the direction that his voice is leading and so yeah forth. what you are doing you are stepping out in faith uh th- thinking about this your your faith in your relationship with the lord um there's obviously a build-up to this uh crescendo mm-hmm. and and we we might call it a crescendo i don't know if that's the appropriate language or, or if that's how god would describe it himself but um there's this momentous thing that's taking place in your life so leading up to that your faith in the Lord, mm-hmm. uh, how did that de- develop? How did how did you acquire uh, that relationship with God? Well, as just a little child, I remember, like, I remember being, I don't even remember, like, I don't know, five or something, and just, like, walking through the kitchen and just, and, like, actually sensing, like, Jesus is walking with me. I could actually feel it. Like, I could actually feel it. Like, I knew he was there. And I remember, like, I grew up in the church, and my mom especially was instrumental in bringing up my, my, teaching me about the word and bringing me up in the Lord. And I remember giving my heart to the Lord as a little kid, and he was just kudos always, to your mom. Yes, yeah. yes, which yes to raise them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. Paul says, and it it is so important. But as through my like, I don't know, late middle school, high school years, I kind of sort of just went and did my own thing. Didn't like reject God and walk away from him totally and all that. I, I still felt him in my heart, but there wasn't any, a love or a seeking or a desire for him, so to speak. I just kind of went and did my thing, you know, whatever whatever came. came. After high school, I went into the military, So and about halfway through my term in the military, I was sitting in my, I was laying in my barracks room, not, not like sitting and crying out to God or anything or praying. I was just literally laying on my barracks, like on my bed because I was about to go to sleep because it was night. And just all of a sudden, literally out of nowhere, like, not that we loved God, but that he loved us and gave himself for us. Just l- out of nowhere, this fire came down out of the ceiling of the barracks room, like this, this fire, and just dropped. And I just like exploded into flames, like this spiritual, like just flame of heaven. And I just shot up. And I remember my head just shot up off of my bed. And the first thing out of my mouth was to my roommate who had a car. I didn't have a car. And I said, you need to start taking me to church. I, I got to start going to church. I'll pay you gas money. I'll give you whatever you need. I need to start going to church. Well, he ended up doing that or letting me use his truck, and I would fill his truck up with you know, gas and all that and just start going to church. Just, there's just this fire that started burning. And, of course, ever since then in the military, like I was a different person. Like it, it wasn't, you know, I went to and talked with a pastor, and he has like it was one split second in my barracks room on my bed, this fire came down and just like, and just immediately, I was just like, God, just seek God, seek God, seek God. And I just started telling everyone about this. And, and it was awesome because I stood out. So I stood out 
hardcore from everyone and everyone knew that including myself i knew that i stood out as well but the thing is the 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 fact that i stood out in fact in that i was standing for god was and is extremely valuable to me like it wasn't boy i hope you know what do they think about like no like it was the reason that i'm standing out is because god is with me because god is and i'm right god is right and it's and god did such amazing things through it and it was just just invaluable wouldn't trade it for anything ever and just ever since then again that's this the fire that's been building and building and building and it's it's all about him nothing about i did or it's all about him i am the product of god's mercy i am the product of god's mercy and i'm eternally grateful for that so it's a wild testimony in some ways because i think um there's this supernatural element to it you know as it is with everybody's you know beginning story or certain chapters in our life with the lord but this has the obvious the obvious element of fire mm-hmm. involved which is so you know closely related to the holy spirit yes. that you could only give him credit yes and um which is what 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 you do anytime we've ever talked about this and and you've told me about this several times and yeah I enjoy hearing about it every time because yeah. I think to myself, yeah, this was, this was God taking somebody who was, um, I would, I would, I would term it lukewarm. Mm-hmm. You know, you weren't, you know, um, out there, you know, committing atrocious sins, yeah. you know, but you were, you were in a relationship with God, but yeah. it was probably very nominal. And yes, and then the Holy Spirit came in and then took you to the next level. Yep. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a wonderful. Um, thing to hear because I think that's something the Holy Spirit still wants to do in people's lives. Absolutely, yeah. he absolutely does. Yes, absolutely, and that's that, that's part of this calling is that that God is calling out for repentance that God might send Jesus Christ and that times of restoration might come, which is part of this sermon given at the end of Acts chapter three. Why should these religious leaders that you know arrested Peter and throw and for preaching the gospel? And Peter says, repent and receive Christ. Why? So that he can send Jesus Christ and bring restoration to this land. So it's like heaven is trying to break through to this earth that this earth has never seen before, but he needs a place to dwell. He needs a temple that's been built up for his spirit to come and rest in. So he's calling out like, go and build this house so that I can come and invade this earth like never before. And like Jesus said, because I go to the father, greater works you will do than I do because I go to the Father. He's calling like, like, I want to come. I want to come. I want to come. So go and bring this to everyone because I want all of them to have it. And what it is, is me. I want everyone to have me. Me. Yeah, in, 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 in yeah we become the temple, the Holy Spirit, indwelling, living through us. Yes. Radically, right? Yes. Yeah, I think that's one of the um, parts of your personality I so appreciate is that, I mean, no offense, but you're you know, you're kind of radical. And it's, it's one of those things that I, uh, I like to be around because it, you know, for, for lack of a better way of saying it, I get hyped. I think to myself, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, we've done a little ministry together. We, Mm -hmm. you know, and it, I, I had so much fun and, uh, I know you're a blessing wherever you go. Um, which is why, you know, I'd like to trick you into staying, but that's not God. Um, 
Kristen. So obviously God is sending you to Austria. It seems like he is ready to, to send you and you're ready to go. Can you tell us about the spiritual climate of Austria? You said they're planting churches. What's going on there? And so what's no I, question. Yeah. I can't really. I don't know. Because okay. I've never been to Europe in my life. I've been to quite a few countries in the military. I've never been to Europe in my life. Um, so certainly never Austria. And I don't know. Of course, mostly what I know about what's actually happening in the church from Austria is from my communication with, with mm-hmm. Mike. Other than that, no. All I know is God has worked for me to do there, and it's going to be awesome, and he's going to show up, and it's going to be awesome, and that's enough. Like, I eagerly expect eagerly look forward to seeing the great things that God does there. So, yes. but yeah, I don't, other than that, I, I, I can't tell you much. <laughs> well, we're excited to hear once you get there, what's, what God's going to do through you. And, yeah. I wonder if there's an advantage to not knowing, you know what I mean? We can research ourselves to death sometimes and put ourselves in that position of uh, elevating my human knowledge over the leading of the Holy Spirit. I wonder, I'm just, you know, just taking off of kind of what you, you brought to light yeah. there. We, well, we went to Alaska, sight unseen. Yeah. Okay, good call. We yeah. ended up in a village we had only researched, and yeah, you know, we yeah. thought we had prepared mentally and emotionally, but I cried every morning for the first week when I would look outside, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but, but it was obvious the Lord had sent us, you know. Well, yeah. so. And the information we had was so limited. Yes. Yeah, it was just... Yeah. Of course, it was a couple decades ago, too, so well, there wasn't well, quite the technology. <laughs> well, because God called Abraham out of Ur of the Chaldeans, and he says, go from your house and from your family to the land that I will call you. Well, what land was that? He didn't say it. At least it's not in the text. He just says, go. But what did he say? He, he said, leave everything you have and walk out onto the horizon and just follow me. But don't worry. Just trust me. Just trust me. Just trust me. Of course, Abraham did it. And the Bible says that Abraham is the, the father of faith, like the father of faith of those who, who believe in God. So, yes, there is something about walking, walking in faith. Um, when you um, gear up for your final move, we're, we're probably looking at about a year out. Is that kind of the time frame? So the uh, missionary associate thing says it's one, yeah, one to two years. But it sounds like I come back occasionally for meetings or something like that. I don't know that for sure. Again, I don't know the details. I'm not totally sure on the details. But, yeah, it'll be that time frame-ish. So, for now, anyway. Yeah. Uh, do we have lighter questions? Or we could keep going down this road. This well, is very interesting to me. I was just curious about the training. So, you'll okay. go to Springfield mm-hmm. for a mission school. And then what? For Yeah. So, I'm going to a – it's called a – a pre-field orientation in June. There's a few of them throughout the year, but I'm, I'm going to the one in June because I'm still working at the school. And so once that's done in, in Springfield, once, once I've been to that and once I have the minimum uh, budget raised, then I'm good to go is my understanding. So, so tell us about raising a budget. What does that entail? It, it entails... It entails God's people coming together as one and and being one. Because in in Philippians chapter four, Paul because these the the church gave Paul this gift, and Paul says, "I thank you for the gift, not that I need the gift, but I thank you for giving the gift because of the credit that goes to your account." And he's talking about this like this heavenly account. 
you are going to be blessed by God for joining with me in what God is doing through me. And you actually take part. In other words, you take part in the great things that you're doing. So it's one. So like Christ's body on this earth, as we all, you know, as God's church, we give myself and all of us, we give to to ministries that God calls us to. We actually are one. We're one body in him working to bring about his, his. So, but yeah, that's what I do is I go like, I, people commit, people commit to joining with what God has done in me and being one with it. And so that's, that's what it looks like. Yeah. We, uh, we will be part of your support team for sure. And, um, I would be curious to know, I don't know if they've given you the numbers or if you have the numbers off the top of your head, but do you have a monthly budget that you need to raise? Yes, but they're still working on that. So I don't know. I have, I have reached out like I, and again, this is new. I very recently have just been like accepted and all that. So they're still right. working on, but so I don't have the actual number yet. Okay. Okay. Well, I know that, uh, this church will be standing behind you and we'll be standing behind you. I'm excited about what God's going to do, uh, through your ministry. Um, you know, the, the commitment that you're making is huge. It's, it's a big commitment. We believe God will reward you for, for stepping out in faith uh, to go do this. This is, it's a big deal. And I think that it, it, it'll, it'll render results that will, forgive me, I feel like I'm just going off on a tangent, but I do think it'll reverberate throughout time. I think God's got a special plan there for you, and you've, yes. you've said that for sure. Yes. Um, now, you, you've created a YouTube channel that, um, what would you like to plug that? What is the... Yeah. So, I actually, I've, I've had it for a while. Just, again, sort of like this, this calling to just put out. And it's, this has been, I don't know, like a couple years where I just like, God gives me a, you know, a, a short little word. And so I, you know, put it together on the, on the camera or whatever. And this is way before the whole missionary thing, like even happened. Um, but yeah, I'm going to use this channel called Mayanaeum uh, to basically for uh, like what's going on. This is what's happening. This is what God's doing. And, you know, to follow, follow what's going on in that. Yeah. Leif, we need to make sure there's a link in the, in the comments or in the description. Um, so how'd you learn to play the drums? Uh, honestly, God, like I, when I was in middle school, like I remember taking like a drum class or whatever, but that's not, that wasn't really, when I started playing for a church, and this is, like, this sounds crazy. Like I'm not, like I'm making this up. I'm like, this is absolutely what happened. This is as crazy to me as it might be to anyone else. We're but, down. But yeah, when tell I, tell us okay, the crazy when stuff. I, but that's, it's actually the same thing. And again, why this happened, don't ask me. Okay. Don't ask me why or whatever. You have to ask God about all that because I'm just going to tell you what happened. So, like, I do have like this thing, you know, like the kids that beat on stuff and, you know, are naturally have this, like, there's a drummer thing or whatever. That's me. But were you that way growing up? Well, yeah, yeah. But, but <laughs> what, what happened, the crazy thing was, that's not the crazy thing. The crazy thing that happened was, this was, I don't know, five, four or five years ago, something. God, it was the same, almost the same kind of thing that happened in the barracks room. But it's like, God wants me I'm supposed to be, 
ministering to God by drumming. And what it is, what it is, it, it was literally this far. I literally felt in much the same way, like the whole mission field, the whole calling to the mission field. I didn't know. I'm like, God, where do you want me to go? And God just keeps saying, go. Like, and it's just like, burn, 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 like fire. Just go. Okay. Where? Tell me what you want me to do. Who do you want me to talk to? Where do you want me to go? He just says, go. I'm just like this fire that's burning. Like, God, what, what do you want? Well, it was sort of the same thing. I was, this was about five years ago. And all of a sudden there's this thing, like, if I don't start drum, not for, not for a church or for a worship team, if I don't start drumming for God, like God says, go and drum for me. Like he actually receives it. it has nothing to do with the congregation of the church if they like it or not go and drum for me like i'm so this is what i'm supposed to do and there was this and i and i so i talked to the like the worship leader of the church i was going to it's like hey if you ever you know if you ever need a drummer or whatever just come and 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 you know talk to me it's like okay well whatever and it's, it, things just kind of you know went on and on and on but i literally would go home and lay on my bed and i would i would literally feel like i was going to die like there was this, this there was this calling inside of me that says if you don't drum for me you're it didn't say you're going to die but i felt that way like i yeah, felt yeah, that yeah. way and and so and so i ended up uh, eventually like okay you know you've been going to this church long enough whatever go and then they got on and and I, I drummed for three years or so for that church. And then I drummed for another church in Baker for a little bit before I came down here. Uh, but, but when I do, when I do, that's a, when I do drum, that's exactly what I do. Like I, I listen to heaven and I drum for Jesus. Like, and that's, and what, what people come up and tell me, like they, they, they all, they often tell me that there's, that, I don't know what words to use. Like they like it, but there's like something, there's something different about it. Like there's something that is, that they enjoy. Even like old ladies, old ladies in the church is going Cause pastor, okay. I had a pastor. Nathan, you're this, taking us down a road. You're taking no, us down a road. The reason I say that, the, the reason, cause I don't really think, uh, the reason I said there was a pastor in another church and he came up to me and said this, this is what the pastor in a different church said. He said, I have old ladies in this church that are complaining because your the drums aren't loud enough. They, okay. that, that's what they said. Okay, the, the, the pastor, that's a miracle. This the pastor miracle. came up to me and said, uh, "There's they're, they're complaining," and he says, "So there, there's 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 something to this." But ultimately, it's actually not about me. It has nothing to do with me. It's like I said, heaven. Like there there is actually a there is actually a worship team of heaven that comes and visits God's churches on Sunday, whenever it is that they worship. How well are you able to align with the songs of heaven and the, 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 the sounds of heaven and bring heaven to the earth, to the earth? Like we are here to meet with him. We are here on Sundays or whenever we meet to meet with him. He is the reason that we're here is to drink of that river of living water. And that's, that's everything. Like that, that is the reason. That's everything. So anyway, that's what happened. That's wild. I mean, and I do think that there's something supernatural to it. You know, the um, my friend back in Western Alaska had um, had some uh, shamans in their in their family lineage, and uh, and one of those ex shamans said, you know, um, you know, he he would comment about the drumming yeah. there, and and then there was another 
another shaman who had said something to the effect of he was listening to some very um, secular, uh, what we would call demonic mm-hmm. uh, music, and he's and he made that comment in passing. Yeah, they finally got the drums right. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. there there is a there is a supernatural element to mm-hmm. worship, and yep. and maybe even the drum. I don't know. Well, but okay. A lot of the psalms, the psalms are prefaced. The preface of the psalms is actually. From, like the immediate preface, at least of these psalms, is actually the scripture. That's what it, in the original Hebrew. And a lot of what they do is like to be sung on the instrument of Gath or on the the harp of tin strings or with the you know the the to the chief musician a song of this. Some of the psalms are actually designed to be sung with certain inst or on the instrument of Gath or whatever certain instruments certain ways with certain tones. And of course, the Holy Spirit is the one ultimately that wrote the Bible. The Holy Spirit designed the Psalms to be saying to him with certain, in a certain way, a certain tone and a certain melody that it was, it was hooked to. And again, this, that doesn't mean you can't, you know, sing it from no, yourself, no. but what, yeah. but he designed it in a certain way. Sure. And it's absolutely supernatural. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. Man. All that from a question about drumming. <laughs> yeah, that's really amazing. Yes. So you talked about the Psalms. Do you have a favorite book of the Bible or one right now? Yes, that, it's the yeah. one that God is 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 roaring through at that moment, which changes. But because the the Word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two edged sword, dividing even to the division of the soul and the spirit. And so and so, it's not like it's not ink on a page. On paper, it's actually alive, and it's actually him. He is the one. And so that word, like, that's shining forth, that is my favorite one at any moment in time. That's great. Is there one right now that, that you've really been meditating on? Yep. Nehemiah chapter 9, which is a group of priests that sing this song of praise to God before the congregation of Israel who just came back from captivity and so forth um, in Jerusalem about the great things that, that God worked for them before and the mercy, the, inc- the incredible mercy that he had on them in the midst of their unfaithfulness. They were unfaithful after he delivered them out of Egypt in the wilderness and they complained against him, but he still fed him with manna and he still fed him with water. And now God was mercy on, had mercy on them again and brought them back from the Babylonian captivity and here they are in the restored Jerusalem. So God is speaking, come to me and I will restore to you what the devil has lost and what you may have given up before. Come to me. My forgiveness is here. I will store it and I will set you on the path that I have called you from the beginning. That's awesome. I'm going to drag us off this trail just a little bit, but what is the spiciest opinion that you have that most people disagree with. Coffee. I don't like coffee. Coffee is not good. What do you mean it's not good? Or uh, (laughs) Can I tempt you? Nope, you can't. It's not a temptation. Uh, No, I just personally don't like it. Personal, personal preference. Okay. But when I say that, people, even like my students at school, they're, they're like, I can't be in this class anymore. Like this is, <laughs> the, 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 that's ridiculous. It's almost like like it's sacrosanct. Like coffee, coffee is 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 sacred or something. No, no. But yeah. Wait, you have sixth grade middle school boys drinking coffee? <laughs> yes. No. Oh my yes. goodness. Yes. I know. I know. I know. I know. But yes. 
How many zip ties have you had to use? To yeah, just kidding. Yeah. yeah. Oh my goodness. So, what's your favorite meal? Uh, not coffee. Not that that's a meal, but <laughs> my mom's cooking. Is there a favorite dish oh, yeah. she makes that you just love to have when you go back to visit? Um, it, it changes. It changes. Yeah. Yeah. What, what's her time. specialty? What does she cook well? Uh, she 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 mixes she mixes things up a lot. She's um she always said even when I was a little kid, I remember saying, anytime you make a meal, which of course I hardly ever made meals, but anytime you make a meal, you always want to have all five of the food groups in it. So you're always going to have something like green with the salad or whatever, and then you're going to have the meat, and you're going to have the bread, you're going to have all that, so make sure it's all there. And she does a lot of uh, different things, like meatloaf dishes, which are really good, or lasagna dishes, things like that. But she's like, always make sure that you serve all of the food groups. That's just what she said. That's so. good. So she was providing nourishment for her family. Yeah. So you don't cook? Not really, no. No. Do you eat out, or do you just... No, I... No? No? <laughs> no. No, I just How do you survive? Because <laughs> <laughs> Jesus said that I have bread to eat that no one knows. That's what he said to his disciples. I have bread to eat. And that's to do the will of him who sent me. But, um, but yeah, it's, I mean, I love, yeah, when I'm home with my grandma or with my mom or whoever is awesome. But I, no, I'm not a big cook. I just, just don't, so... Well, I suppose that makes sense. I mean, if I, you know, I mean, I skip meals all the time, and it it's hard to be disciplined to to do it. But at least one meal a day, we're we're together. Um, if there was a pivotal conversation that you you've had in the last, you know, few years with somebody, um, what would that be? Oh, the, I have the honor of talking with uh, many people about God. It's always about, it's always about heaven's perspective. That's what it's about. Heaven's perspective and how God views this, even in small talk, because God actually intimately cares about us, even in the things of small talk. And what you say out of your mouth is actually really important in the small talk. And so talking to uh, people in whatever sort of like nonchalant language it might be, whenever heaven intervenes with that situation, that's where that's ultimately where life comes. Like that's that's what I live for. That's where life comes. Because God is God is actually interested in everything. God is interested in what you had for brex, breakfast this morning. God is interested in all the little things of your life. And he just wants you to give it to him and live it to him so that he can get the, the value and the glory from it. So it's about that spiritual vitality yes, that pops, always. pops up in the conversation. Yes. Yeah. It's about him. Because think about it. Like, what, what is small talk going to look like in heaven? Like, when you, when you go and you talk to your great-grandparents in heaven, like, imagine. And, of course, you know, you're probably going to laugh and joke and do all of this stuff. But it's all going to be in literally in the presence of the glory of God and God is going to be like just the, the joy and the peace and the goodness and the, the, the shalom of God is just going to permeate everything. And so again, what we need to do, God commanded his disciples, 
pray like this, your kingdom come, your will be done on this earth, in this room, in this place, in this conversation right now as it is in heaven. So take that, that permeation of heaven like you're going to have one day in his glory and bring it here on this earth and live in this glory and drink of the river of living water that flows from under his throne in everything. And that's where the life comes. And that's what it's all about. So that's, that's it. That's, that's what I see. Like in, in conversations, that's what, for me, that's what it's all about. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I enjoy uh, our conversations for sure. Um, let me ask you this. What's your favorite snack? What's your favorite snack food? Ah, uh, hmm, hmm, hmm. I don't have one right off the top of my head, probably. Okay, okay. Berries. Really? But what kind of berries? Like mountain berries. Huckleberries or like blackberries and stuff like that. Right on. Yes. Do you hike and look for your own berries? Or? I used to bow hunt and I and I found berries bow hunting on wow. all that before. Um but yeah, I do enjoy the outdoors. I yeah. And so I've I have done it, yes. What were you hunting with a bow? Game, deer and elk. Okay. Yes. Very cool. Have you done that here in Idaho? Not in Idaho, no. No. In fact, I, it kind of it kind of tapered off when I started teaching, because bow season starts right it's right about the time that school starts, and it mm. just kind of makes it like you know almost like you got to choose. So hard to get know. away. Yeah. Wow. Well, so you've talked about your mother being very instrumental in bringing you to church and an influence and even leading you to a call to ministry. And is there somebody else who stands out in your mind that's been really influential and in you're maybe a pastor or um, a missionary? Or your dad even? Yeah. Yeah. Well, even seeing, again, like, actually, I don't think we said, I think we were talking before, but before the podcast started about my dad, about the time that God came and got me in the military, my dad also turned to God in a very significant way. And again, so when I, when I got out of the military and I went back, he was just looking for God to come back, looking for Jesus, and he, reading his Bible and praying and fasting and all that kind of stuff, which is awesome. You know, it was, it was just awesome to see. And so um, that was really touching as well, for sure. You have any heroes that you look up to um, in the faith? <clears throat> yes. Yes. Whenever I talk to a son or a daughter of God who whose life is only seen, like who speaks God's word, again, whoever it is, whether it's here or there, who stands and speaks God's word without any care about, say, what someone else might think, or what if this happens, or what if this happens, simply out of obedience to God. There's something, there's something that you feel, or at least that I feel in my spirit. It, it, it's, it's the living and powerful word of God. The word of God is living and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. And when that comes, it's literally like, that, that is God. That word is God. And so whenever I encounter someone who does that, there's a, just a deep respect for that. A deep respect for holding him above all else. How about historically? I, I feel like there's a lot of folks that we can look up to who've done that. Uh, do you have anybody specifically that you might think of 
when you lay that standard out there? Um, I see it sometimes in some people. I see it sometimes in some people. That's that's sort of. So it's it's not really like one one person necessary that's always living like that, but that's I've true. seen it. Yeah. I've seen like I've seen it's it's whenever it's whenever a whenever someone is speaking the word of God. That's really what. And, and again, I can't probably not probably not like one person who's just who just is that. Probably not one person who just is that, but I've seen it at different times in different people, and that's that's what it's all about. Is yeah, my curiosity, you know, being a man who who appreciates history, I was thinking to myself, boy, there's probably you know some historical figures there yeah. that really did stand out. But it sounds like you uh, live, I, it, and I don't know a better way to describe this, but it feels like you kind of live in the moment mm-hmm. that, that you're mm-hmm. living you know, uh, moment to moment. Yes. I mean, you've got vision, you've got some plans, yeah. you have values, you've got, you know, a system of living out, you know, your responsibilities, of course, but uh, where you uh, derive a lot of good energy is probably in these moment by moment, you know, interactions and observations of people mm-hmm. uh, really living for God. Yeah. 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 And, and it's not, it's also not to the fact that, for instance, when you go to church, if you're going to church to get spiritually filled up, of course, that's, you know, that's great. That's awesome. And you go, and I hope that you get filled up at church. But the thing is, ultimately, from God's perspective, are you going to church because you need something? Or are you going to church because you're there to give the blessing of the Lord to everyone else? Like, in other words, we we shouldn't, we shouldn't require, rely on other people following God to keep us following God and to keep us eating his spirit. It's him. It's not someone, it's him. What you need is him. His spirit comes from him. He is the light and the glory of this world. And so wherever you are, even if you're all by yourself, uh, you know, sitting in your house or whatever, or if you're talking to someone, ultimately this, the strength comes from him. And so the Bible says in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, one of the things that Paul says is to pray continually, pray continually, like constantly. And there's a way that, that there's a constant communion. Like I can see it, not necessarily saying something with your lips all of the time, but you're definitely communicating with God. And he's more importantly, he's communicating with you and just like filling you up. And it's, it's once you get filled up, like David says, you fill you, my cup, you fill my cup and it overflows in Psalm 23. His cup overflows from the table that was placed before him in the presence of his enemies. His cup is overflowing. So what God is calling us to do, fill yourself up with me and then let it overflow so that it runs off on everyone else and my blessing runs off on everyone else. So he is the source. Ultimately, he is the source. It's not, don't rely on someone else following God for yourself. Seek him. He is your light and, he, and your glory. Even though, even though fellowship is, you know, what God has called us to, ultimately he is our source and our light. I would agree. I would agree. I think uh, putting an undue amount of pressure on people to provide for you spiritually is, is a trap yes. for disappointment, yep. delusionment. And 
Yeah, I have a I have a little bit of a saying. I I often repeat to myself, grace for everyone, grace, <laughs> grace for myself, grace for other people, um, and that gets that that gets them off the hook with me. You know what I mean? And then I can look and say, how can I be a blessing? How can I? Or maybe I need to back the train up, or you know, in and recalibrate myself, forgive yeah. myself, be gracious with myself. There's this this thing that sometimes, you know, we, um, but that becomes uh, more of a, uh, a posture for people, who I, I think, when they become, when they mature, mm-hmm. you know. And yeah. I, I think there was a time in my life where I was too dependent on other people. Mm-hmm. And really the, the calling is to feed into those relationships and to enjoy them for what they are. Yeah. Um, but that undue pressure... Uh, it give, it gives so little wiggle room uh, for people sometimes. So I can appreciate that, you know, yes. the, that whole posture of coming, you know, looking to be a blessing, you know, just to, you know, we've, we've used a lot of, you know, Christianese to describe that, but really to feed into that relationship and um, bless other people, that's... Um, but if people come and, you know, this is the pastor side of me, you know, if they people come and they are in need of that boost mm-hmm. and that pick yes. me up, then the church should be that. Because yes. like you said, we're called the fellowship. That's one of the purposes of us being here on this earth is to build each yes. other up. And so to be the instrument. Um, so no condemnation if you come in weak or you come in Absolutely. in need of that. Absolutely. For sure. Yeah. Yes. Because uh, I have benefited uh, from that. In fact, you know, even this morning, uh, Kristen and I were talking and she's like, I've got this scripture. I just heard this scripture. And she, and she says, I heard it in the voice of one of our old pastors. She goes, I think this might be for you. And she yeah. hands me the phone. And I was like, wow, this is yep, yep, this. absolutely. So it was kind of like that, that weird little, um, you know, combo of Kristen, uh, yep. an old pastor from Phoenix. And then uh, of course, the Holy Spirit being involved in all of that, and I think it uh, that little uh, prophetic moment was um, profound, not be- just because of Kristen, but because she heard it in the voice of this other pastor, and then and then the Holy Spirit being intertwined in all that. It was it was very that was a bizarre experience this morning. Yes, a good a good bizarre, you know, a good a good God thing. So I think. Um, yeah, did I just derail us? Did no, yeah, no, man. That's, no, that's good. I did drink this coffee. Which, <laughs> yeah, you, you yeah, drink the coffee. Yeah. yeah, but that's that's and that's very often how God does speak. Is like, yes, God brought the Israelites back, but how did God do it? Well, God listened to the prayer of Daniel, who cried out to him from Daniel chapter nine. He heard the prayer, and then he ends up touching the heart of the king of Persia, which first was Cyrus, and he and his heart softens. And he says, you know what? Go back and and so yes, it's the king actually making a decree. Yes, it's the people actually like getting all the stuff and going back. But behind the scenes, God is moving His hand and speaking through people. Sometimes people who might not even be following Him, but still speaking through people. But it's actually the voice of God. What that what that human is saying at that specific time in that specific moment is actually the voice of God. Like Gideon, when Gideon called the people to come and stand up to fight against Midian, after, after God put him on, Gideon put the Holy Spirit on, the Bible says. When Gideon called out to the people of Israel, that was the voice of God. Yes, it was the voice of Gideon. Again, 
Samuel thought Eli was calling him. Eli wasn't calling him. It was God calling him. But in the, in the case of Gideon, it was actually his voice. And that's exactly how God speaks a lot of times. Is the, So the thing is, can you, have you opened your spiritual ears to the point that you can recognize when what's coming out of someone else's lips, or maybe you're reading something, can you recognize God's voice when he speaks through that? Because he absolutely does. Yeah. He absolutely That's does. That's good. That's, yeah, I, spot on. I, um, I feel like we're probably bumping up into our, our time frame here. Do we have more space on the... Okay, well, uh, now... I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, out on a limb. We we talked about it just a little bit, but you are single. Mm-hmm. Are you ready to mingle? I'm just kidding. I'm just teasing. I forgive me. But uh, the the bridegroom is gonna come out. The heavens are gonna rend, and he's gonna come down out of heaven on a white horse, and on his head are many crowns, and his name is king of kings and lord of lords and he will rule at last on this earth. But yes, what his his plan and his calling will come to pass in my life. I've I've made I've committed myself to that and when it happens it'll happen. Awesome. Awesome. So in 5 years, mm-hmm. I would say where do you see yourself? But obviously we know mm-hmm. you're going to follow the will of the Lord for what he has for you in 5 years, but what is your prayer in that in 5 years it would look like? Yeah, and if you tell us that, then we can partner in prayer with yeah. you about that. Yes, yeah. absolutely. And the, the thing about it is, though, of course, right now I know where I'm going immediately, which is this to this ministry in Austria and so forth like that. But in five years, this is where I see myself. I'm, I see myself serving the Lord with all my heart, like I'm doing right now. Now, is that in Austria? Maybe, maybe not. Is it somewhere else? Maybe, maybe not. But wherever it is, I'm good with it, as long as, as long as, is that is exactly where God's called me right there. And I'm obedient to the voice of the Lord. So that's where I see myself in five years, is being obedient to the voice of the Lord, wherever that is. Well, I know we have a, a church that's missions-minded, and, and they love to give to missions. And so I know they're going to be really excited to partner with you and to hold you up in prayer. And, you know, we hope to continue to be to be a part of your life, and you keep us informed. And um, absolutely, yeah, we just like to be involved. Yeah, and um, maybe even one day we could, I mean, this crazy talk, I don't know, we could plan a missions trip. and. I was just thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> that, would be, that would be amazing. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I've never had it in my heart to go to Austria. Uh, but if you're there. You, you might have to pick up a few German words. Oh, yeah, right. Um, danke? Yeah. Okay, yep. that's one, Thank you. right? Uh Deutsch is German. Yep. Yep. There we go. Right. Okay. Um, oh, um, anyway. Uh, yep. So, yeah, there's yeah. Two, two down. Yeah. Two, 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 <laughs> yeah. yeah. I had a coach who knew some German, but they were all bad words. <laughs> so, um, we ate at a German restaurant once for your brother's birthday. Oh, yeah. The sausages that? were, mm-hmm. they were, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. It was right up there <laughs> in Cincinnati. Yep, yep, yep. Um, but yeah, I, uh, man, I, I have a great deal of admiration for you. You've got a great heart and, um, I, you know, I appreciate your passion. And I think, you know, if we, um, if we were to step back, you know, and just appreciate, uh, 
you know, your personality, which is really the Holy Spirit, his, his power is at work through your personality. I, I appreciate that about people. You know, there's this idea um, that, you know, we all go through this cookie-cutter Christian experience, and we don't. And I don't feel like that that's the plan of God for people at all, or else we'd all look remarkably similar. Yeah. While we have remarkably similar experiences across the board, I, I've i never met the same person twice. Yeah, And that uh, anointing on your life, the Holy Spirit flowing through your personality, I think should encourage people. I mean, yes. it encourages me just to go, just yeah. to just to be yes. to be free in Him, yes, and to stop getting hung up on my my little worries, mm-hmm. stop getting hung up on my my little fears, which uh, I contend with, just like every other person out there, and just go with the calling, yes, and enjoy the ride. You know, that's absolutely. Part, I don't know. That should be part of the catechism. Enjoy the ride. Yep, but, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. Um, are there any final thoughts you'd like to leave us with, Nathan? Just that the God is preparing to move upon this earth in a mighty and awesome way. And he's calling out right now for those who will participate with him and who will surrender their lives, will humble, them, humble themselves, be pure and holy in heart, in his sight, and say, when he calls out, whom shall we send? Who will go for us that we cry out, here I am, send me so that we can be a part of this great move that God is doing right here, right now on this earth, and we won't miss it. That's that's prophetic. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Um, I feel like we're at a good spot here. I, I don't know how long we've gone, but I just want to thank you for joining us uh, for Church 724's podcast, Heard It in the Lobby, where all the best rumors circulate. Just kidding. We're not a rumor mill, nor do we appreciate gossip. But this is fun. This is a fun church to be a part of. Nathan, you are a blessing. You will forever uh, thank you, you so much. Yeah, be a part of our life. And uh, thank you thro- for throwing in with us, being open to relationship, and giving us the opportunity to partner with you. Well, I'm ministry. greatly blessed in doing so. I am greatly blessed in doing so. Good. Thank you, guys. Bye-bye.